0: interviewed from the modern man approach of uh, clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So, have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature, maybe. Enjoy. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on psychology, I want to speak to you about detox. But not just any detox, I want to speak about emotional detox. Of course, we are on the subject of psychology after all. I am terribly sorry to interrupt your listening to the podcast episode. I just want to make an announcement. For those of you who are interested in diving deeper into the secret of the Ayurvedic living, I am hosting a live workshop in person in Canggu in Bali on the 19th of this month, August. If you are in Bali in August and you're interested to join, please get in touch. You find how to get in touch with me in the show notes. Enjoy the listening. When you hear the word emotional detox, what do you understand? What do you imagine? And why on earth would we want to do one? I think that the reason I want to speak about that today is this obsession we see in the world of wanting to detox all the time so when I say detox now I I actually speak about the more physiological one the ones that we tend to do as we go on a retreat or as we start some kind of process at home of detoxing people can use a good detox after the holidays Seasonally, it's a very good idea as well to do detoxes. And it's become, of course, a billion-dollar industry to detox in retreats. However, if we were to live a healthy life, we wouldn't really need to go away and detox as our bodies actually detoxify every single night. But there are also people who get so obsessed with detox that they almost vanish physically. They're constantly detoxing and they're doing long juice or water fasts until they're depleted actually of um, nutrition and then they start back again. And why why does that happen? Why do we get so sometimes obsessed with this idea of detoxing our bodies, purifying ourselves so much? Well, I would want to claim that some of these obsessions are maybe more about the emotional detox that would be needed, but is misplaced, dissociated with its origin, and therefore attached to something physical because it, well, just feels easier to do so. And it might just be that we don't even see that it's the emotional detox that we really need. Yet again, some of these physical detoxes that we make can seem in vain. I have met more than once in my life someone who tried to detox in order to get rid of a digestive issue, for instance. But it didn't seem to do the trick. And the reason for that was that there were these deep, old impressions of anger, of helplessness, lingering, creating toxins in the body. The energetic part of our being is not to be dismissed. It has a far stronger impact on everything else in our system, in our body, in our organism, than we think. The reason for that is, of course, that we have never really learned to acknowledge energy and and its impact in us and what it actually is and what it does. And a way to make you see the importance of this is actually by turning your attention towards the nervous system which is of course what we can somewhat call the energetic body. I'm simplifying enormously of course but if we need to detoxify our emotions and our thoughts It is because our nervous system has been dysregulated over the years and the experiences that we've accumulated. And so when we try to detox, purify our system through all the different cleanses physiologically, but that our nervous system is dysregulated, it doesn't work because we get a reaction from the body of danger and threat. So a detox in itself is a process of cleaning, of purifying, clearing the passages to allow for life really to just flow. So when we detox for the body, we do it because we notice that the system isn't optimized. The energy isn't flowing freely, not as freely as it could. And when it comes to an emotional detox, is therefore the same thing. We do it so that we clear the clutter in the mind-body, in the emotions and thought process. Just like when we have a spring clean, we purify our houses after the heavy and dark winter. We open up the windows. We allow for the wind of spring to enter, the dry freshness of that air. In order to bring a healthier atmosphere, really, into our rooms, we clear the air, right? So when we feel heavy emotionally, when it seems as if old wounds and bad habits have taken over our lives, we might need to detox our minds. We can really say that it's a question of seeing ourselves clearly. Seeing the brightness of our inner being shining through. To reconnect with who we truly are, our essence, instead of the clutter that's been hiding our inner being. Just as a physical detox can help you to digest the food better, So does the emotional detox help to digest your emotions better. When we have cleansed our physical body, we have helped our immune system to strengthen. And so viruses and bacteria won't become an issue. They bounce off. Likewise, when we clear the clutter in that mental, emotional body, we can see situations more clearly for what they truly are. What I mean by that is that we can see what in a situation, let's say conflict, belongs to me and what belongs to others. So doing that work of emotional detox means that we can learn to deal with situations in a more mature and favorable way we become more resilient. I've spoken about resilience in the past, and you can dive into that episode. There's one from the psychological perspective and one from the Ayurvedic perspective. Um, You can go back to episode 65, and then you can learn what it is if you don't, and also how we benefit from it. But the reason we feel heavy and reactionary in our body sometimes is because we have not cleared the emotional clutter and we are being driven by our past experiences if we were like animals we would shake it off whenever something traumatic happened and then we could already be cleared from it and ready for new experiences however we humans don't just shake it off and so it adds on like Like a coating, like a layer, like a scarf of heavy emotions around the neck. It begins to tamper with our perception of the world and ourselves. We victimize, we become defensive in situations that triggers the past emotions. We don't really live in the present anymore and we develop addictions. Addictions to substances, to different activities, And to emotional states. Yes. Yes, you heard me right there. Addictions to emotional states. And especially, I'd say, the negative ones. So much that we can wake up in the morning and such a small thing as, air quotes, waking up on the wrong side will trigger the negative emotions. Does that sound familiar at all? You are not alone. Most of the time, we have no idea that we need to clear the clutter, you see. We just take it as, this is who I am. We identify with it, and we also find comfort in the familiarity of it all. And then comes a time when it's not really serving us, and it starts to feel heavy, and it feels like an ill-fitted shoe on our foot. And so we don't feel good, we feel lost, we feel out of place really. And this would be the moment we pull up our sleeves, tie the hair back, put the hands on the hips and we face the music. So, how do we emotionally detox? Well, there are many processes, procedures that we could take on, and there's plenty of offers on the on the net of the three things to do to emotionally detox. I would say that one of the biggest issues in order to emotionally detox is the fact that it feels not very natural to do so because the reason that we carry things with us that don't let's say serve us is simply because it's easier to do so than to well face the music or to deal with it by that I mean we will always go towards pleasure and away from pain that is our natural instinct move away from pain and towards something pleasurable instead. Therefore, I have myself, of course, but met a lot of patients who don't understand why years later they're still struggling with emotional situations that they can't seem to move past. Because they haven't actually faced the music. So one of the biggest tasks as we decide to do an emotional detox is the fact that we need to accept the negatives, the emotions. And that's far more difficult than it sounds. If I would become very pragmatic about the whole work, I would say that there's, well, let's say, five steps. Or even six, actually. Because the very first thing would be to come to the commitment by deciding that you are going to clear the clutter, that you're going to emotionally detox. And that would probably be the very first thing to do. And then secondly, you are going to make the work around it into a ritual. I've spoken about the difference between a habit and a ritual as well in the past. And just in case you haven't listened to that episode... What I mean as a difference between the two is that a habit is something we do often without even thinking about it. It's just in our nature and we've become so accustomed to it that we do it while we do something else. Our mind is elsewhere. Whereas a ritual is something that we are very mindful about. So you're going to decide first of all that you're doing the work and you're going to make whatever you the steps in the work, into rituals so that you take care of what you're doing, that you put value in it, that you emphasize it, that you prioritize it as a part of your spiritual, yes, spiritual practice. It's in the spirit. We're speaking after all. And the next part would be that you... Not only commit to doing the work, but realize that it's a daily practice. That one, it's not something you can do on the weekend. Two, there's no real end goal. The journey itself is the destination, as the quote goes. So that means that you commit to doing this every single day, that you let go of the fruit of your labor. Because as soon as you're expecting a result, you're no longer doing the work, you're no longer in the present moment, you see. It becomes the means to an end. And then the whole part of intention and ritual is missing. It's a daily practice that you do simply for the sake of doing it. You also want to, and this is the next step, Let's say step three, for instance, or four. Actually, if we count the first one. You want to create a space for this. That might sound silly, but it's not. You need to change the perspective of yourself and of your life in order to do this, which means that you might actually take a moment where you actually do that spring cleaning, right? So you you clear out physical clutter around you, in your house, in your room. And then you allow for a space where you practice daily to have its own room there. That might not be a big space, depending on what your capacity is. And that's okay. It's not a question of luxury. It is a question of accountability. To holding yourself accountable, to see the value in your own personal well-being and the space that you create for you, that is what it's about. And this means it could be a cushion in a corner of a room that you sit on when you meditate and you journal. You prepare yourself for it. This would also be one of the points, so point five, let's say. When I say you prepare yourself for it, means that you don't just go out on a limb and go, all right, let's do this, I'll begin now. No, you might actually do your own personal research around it. What would be the five tips from professionals in how to declutter or how to deal with one specific emotion you seem to have an issue with could be insecurity could be anger could be jealousy could be a lot of things so you you prepare that and you might even ask yourself some questions that you would like your meditative work to be around how does it feel where do I place it where do I recognize this feeling from when we prepare ourselves for something that way what we're doing really is that we're setting ourselves up for success we are as the yogic philosophy philosophy would call it conditioning ourselves why would we want to condition ourselves because we want to set ourselves up for success in Every day we condition ourselves for the next step. We do it without even thinking about it. The fact that you take time in the morning to prepare yourself to go to work, you set yourself up to be in that persona. The fact that you spend your Saturday afternoon really quite differently if you have planned to go on a concert in the evening or if you decide to stay home and watch a movie, and eat ice cream. Those two scenarios of a Saturday evening have afternoons that precedes them that are quite different. We're setting ourselves up. So you want to condition yourself for the work. And then comes the last point, which might not even really seem like a point, almost like a mindset instead, and that is to trust the process. What do I mean by that? It means that the step that I'm taking today is the only one that concerns me, and I will not go for the second step as long as I haven't taken the first step. If I'm in Paris and I want to go to London, I cannot start the journey from Calais, even if Calais is on the border of the English Channel and therefore faster to get to London. I will need to accept the fact that I'm in Paris first and foremost and then take the steps by jumping onto the Eurostar for instance. But by accepting that, we trust the process. We know that the process might give us different results different days and that's okay because we are always going in the same direction. I am so grateful that you have chosen to give me some time of your day to listen to this episode. Now, this is all done on my free time. There's no money involved in this podcast. So if you would like to support me somehow, I would love for that to happen. And you could do that by simply rating and reviewing. So what that means is that if you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can simply give me five stars review and you can give me a commentary. Obviously, if you feel that it deserves it. Once again, thank you so much and enjoy the listening. So let me rewind. Probably most of us definitely would need an emotional detox. The emotional detox is something that we need when we notice that past impressions are controlling our perception of the world, our perception of ourselves and how we react in daily life. When we would feel that clearing the clutter, seeing things for what they truly are and then take action in order to allow for energy and life to flow freely through us. That would be a really good indicator that an emotional detox is necessary. When we do an emotional detox, what we really are doing is that we are facing the music, right? Just like with that spring clean. We pull up the sleeves and we head straight forward the most ingrained stains. What that means emotionally is that we need to begin with sitting with the emotions. We need to start by accepting instead of trying to find distractions away from the negative emotions. So when we have understood that this is going to be necessary in order to do the work, we follow those, well, six steps, let's say. First of all, we commit to it. Second of all, we make it into a ritual. It's not just something of a habit that we do. Mindfully, we might even list up the different actions that we want to take of meditating, of journaling, of having a physical practice, maybe a talking therapy as well. We acknowledge the fact that it is a daily practice. That it's not something we do on the weekend or when we have time for it. It is definitely not something we do only when we feel like it. It is a daily practice. We create space for it. We clear the physical clutter around us. We throw out maybe what needs to be thrown out as well. And then we create a space for this work. We prepare ourselves for it, which means that we set ourselves up for success. We don't just jump into it, rolling out of bed, having hit the snooze button three times already, and then we don't have so much time, so we kind of rush through it. No, we condition ourselves for it. And finally, we let go of the expected results. We trust the process. We don't try to jump ahead. We start where we are at today. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste.